Oh, hey guys, this is Sheila Gunn-Reed and this podcast is brought to you by our friends at Freedom Passport. Do you know your rights? Freedom Passport resembles a Canadian passport, but it contains the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms in an easy-to-read format that you can take anywhere you go. And boy, I think you need that with you more than ever. To get your Freedom Passport today, it's easy. Visit freedompassport.ca. Now enjoy the show. You are now watching the Daily Roundup. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. You have tuned into the Daily Roundup on this, a Wednesday, April 5th, 2023. I'm David Menzies and my co-host, well, folks, let me tell you a little bit about my co-host. Do you know that today is First Contact Day? You see, according to Star Trek lore, it is on this day in 2063 that humanity makes first contact for the first time with the Vulcans. And my friend, she's so excited about it, she's already set her phaser on fun. She is the she-devil <laughs> with a sword. She is the Khaleesi of Northern Alberta. She is Sheila Gunn-Reed. How you doing there, Sheila? I'm doing great, David. When I was looking at the list of what is today, I knew, I knew you were going to pick that one, but I'm convinced the aliens are never going to visit us, at least in the current state of humanity. And if they are evil aliens, I might actually be cheering for them. Well, you know, I think it was Stephen Hawking who said uh, about 10 years ago that we're making an incredibly grave error in sending out radio signals, you know, yeah. indicating where plan because Anyone with the intelligence to pick that up is probably a conquering species. And, yeah. <laughs> and suddenly we we're invaded. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and the next thing you know, all, you know, humanity is just having, you know, human reservation casino operations where the aliens go to get <laughs> right. So, but you know what, Sheila, I, I'm doing the math here. Um, 2063, April 5th, I will be two weeks away from my 101st birthday. Do you think I'm going to make it, Sheila Gunnery? <laughs> you know, David, I hope you do. I really I really hope you do. I hope you live to see First Contact. It's also National Bell Bottoms Day. So. <laughs> you know, that proves, Sheila, that I know fashion recycles itself. Typically, the it does. cycle is every 20 years, something comes back. This was never a good idea. Same with the polyester leisure suit. Same with powder blue tuxedos. And, you know, going back to the Star Trek theme, you know, one of the technologies in Star Trek is time travel. I'd like to go back in time to the, I guess, early 70s and prevent the idea of bell-bottom jeans from being hatched. But, and you know, Sheila, on that note, I'm going to let you think about it. Of all the technology you see in Star Trek, time travel, starships, light speed, phasers and photon torpedoes. I want to know what your favorite future technology would be. Me, it is the beaming thing because to rid myself of Toronto traffic, to never fly out of the worst airport in the world, Pearson International, just beam instantly anywhere. That is a dream come true. Are, are we ever going to see that technology or am I kind of um, thinking we're going to go down the route of the fly here? My favorite technology might be the potential to just vaporize all of humanity at once. <laughs> Lately, I've been feeling a lot like that. Going back to the bell bottoms comment, though, I was like my daughter the other day, she's leaving the house and I'm like, you're wearing exactly what I wore in high school. What oh. are you doing? And she didn't believe me. So I went and got my yearbook. 
And I'm like, get out of my outfit. It's a little alarming to please, see everything please, old Please, please, Sheila Gunn-Reed, because I can hear the audience out there in the, in the internet verse. Show us that picture of you in no. high school with those jeans on. I beg of you. It wasn't bell bottoms. It wasn't bell bottoms. It was like the grunge era a little bit. So it was fine. It was fine. It's actually a lot similar to how I dress some days here. Yeah, um, I'm going to buy okay. clothing that is pre-distressed. Uh, no, thank you. I wanted a mint condition. I'll distress it myself. Thank you. <laughs> Let's tell everybody what we're doing here. Uh, seven minutes of the show. We've talked about fashion, aliens, and vaporizing all life as we know it. Um, but there's a lot of news to talk about today. So we'll tell everybody the best way to watch us and the best way to support us. And then we'll just dive right into the news of the day. I think that's the best way to do it. So this is the Rebel News Daily Roundup. It is hosted largely by my friend David Menzies. And uh, sometimes I am the co-pilot, but also some of the other colorful cast of characters who work here at Rebel News join David also as, um, I don't know, a bit of a zookeeper for David. I think it's how I would describe my role here at the company, but also on the live stream in general. Um, we talk about the news of the day unscripted, as you can obviously tell as it happens. Now, if you want to support the work that we do completely willingly, there's a bunch of different ways that you can do that, or at least two. You can watch us on Rumble and leave us a paid chat called a Rumble Rant, or you can watch us on Odyssey and leave a paid chat called a Hyper Chat, and we'll do our best to read those. We try as they come in, but we also sometimes leave them till the end of the show, but that's a good reason for you to just sort of stick around to the end of the show so you can see what other people have to say and what we have to say about what you have to say, but we're also currently streaming on YouTube and Getter and Twitter also. So if you want to watch us on uh, the censorship platform of YouTube, okay, fine. But consider migrating over to one of the other more free speechy places. And speaking of Rebel News colorful characters, uh, Sheila, I got to tell you, I think I, I can't remember if I told you this, but my favorite live stream of all time in which I was not a participant, but merely a viewer <laughs> was you and Yankee. Uh, that will forever <laughs> remain etched in my mind. <laughs> what did we talk about? Just guns the whole time? <laughs> Probably. <think> so. <laughs> but you know what, Sheila? I know it's not on the list, but we must, must, must. Uh, spent a few minutes on what happened yesterday, the, the arraignment of uh, Donald J. Trump. And, you know, Sheila, this is a disgrace. Um, the Democrats and the left like to describe January 6, 2021 as uh, an insurrection, um, as the most dark day in American history since the Civil War, the Civil War in the 1860s. Um, I think there's been some other much darker days, um, Pearl Harbor, 9-11. Uh, uh, but nevertheless, this um, insurrection, as it's called, and to me, uh, I'll never forget the guy with the horns. I thought I was looking at outtakes from uh, Comic-Con in San Diego. But this, to me, is the real insurrection that we're seeing, uh, Sheila. This is the politicization of the justice system. This is someone, Alvin Bragg, who a card-carrying Democrat, no less, who made a, a promise in his campaign he would get Trump on something. We've seen several federal litigators saying there is no there there. And suddenly an ex-president and perhaps even the nominee for the Republicans next year, which is even more important, 
suddenly he's being brought to trial by a county court, which is what it's Manhattan County, yep. um, on something that the federal regulator said, there's nothing here. And besides, look at the charges, a non-disclosure agreement cooked up by his former lawyer and a porn star of which Donald Trump had no dealings with. And I, I think I've mentioned this before. When you listen to the, the lamestream media, hush money, hush money, hush money, except these media outlets do the same thing. It's called yeah, a non-disclosure agreement. And I guess we'll see how this plays out. Um, it, it is a dark day for America. But I guess the big question, Sheila, does this enhance Trump in oh, terms yeah. of becoming the Republican nominee next year? Yeah, because he becomes the avatar of the attack from the left on everything normal in the United States. Uh, it crystallizes power, or at least political power, around Donald Trump. Yeah. People who are on the fence about Trump are going to be like, "I he's our guy because they really, really hate him. And he makes all the right people mad. And they will choose him at this point just to spite the Democrats for what they're doing to uh, delegitimize the justice system in the United States. But they they do this sort of stuff. All, by the way, Stormy Daniels, didn't she just get a judgment against her for legal fees to Donald Trump? Um, like $122,000 or something I saw. So oh, uh, I think their right, star yes. witness continues to owe Donald Trump money. I think it was $500,000 before. Yes. And now legal fees of $122,000-ish. I just saw, yeah, $120,000. Another $120,000. Like, I this wonder, is their star. Yeah, where's the money coming from, Sheila? Didn't Wasn't it earlier um, last month she was having a garage sale? <laughs> yeah, mean. she's having a garage sale. She's sitting out on the curb in her pajamas. I saw that, just selling her stuff. Now she's saying that her T-shirt sales are booming. I don't know what her T-shirt sales are or what, but I I've, uh, haven't seen this style, and I'm a connoisseur of fine T-shirts. But um, she better be selling a whole heck of a lot of those because she owes uh, Team Trump a lot of money. And, like, and she almost a million dollars Canadian. Wow, that's serious money, um, especially when you're an ex-porn star as opposed to Indi a, uh, yeah, an indigent <laughs> porn star. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you know, Sheila, that's the thing. Look at the key witnesses for this so-called case: uh, a disgraced lawyer and a porn star who's also a weirdo. She uh, claims there's some kind of a tentacle monster haunting her house, and then we look at Alvin Bragg. This she looks is... like a surgically enhanced ostrich. And I know I shouldn't be saying stuff like that about people's appearances, but there's something very avian about her face. And then she's just, I don't know. Anyway, I'll shut I, up. Well, I, I think I can overlook that on this first contact. I'm sure. I can't even believe that you, <laughs> you would even see it. <laughs> but, you know, Sheila, let, let, let us look at the resume of Alvin Bragg, too. He is letting violent offenders out the revolving door yeah. on a regular basis. And I'm talking about carjackers, rapists, yep. murderers, all that, no problem. But there's some sort of uh, indiscretion with a non-disclosure agreement in terms of the finances. And this is what he has focused on with laser beam eyes. I mean, imagine living in Manhattan. And by the way, <laughs> I understand the violent crime rate in Manhattan uh, yeah. is at a 15-year high, thanks to these revolving door violent criminal 
uh, policies. And this jerk is going after an ex-president and perhaps the future president because he made a campaign promise. And like I said, Sheila, there is no there there. I mean, the only thing we can hope, and this is a big question mark too, can Donald Trump get a fair trial in Manhattan? No, of course he can't. I don't think if you're a Republican, you can get a fair trial anywhere, at least fair treatment in front of the justice system. Just look at Tennessee right now. So those anti-gun kookaloos storm storm the Capitol. They even had their own like shaman <laughs> as they had on January 6th. Um, but he was a little more satanic than the other one. And uh, they're nobody's in trouble. Like they're not calling it an insurrection. They're not calling it like the darkest day for American democracy. Um, you guys are missing like 9-11, <laughs> but okay. Um, they're not, or Pearl Harbor or anything like that. But um, the way that Democrats get treated in the media versus Republican, it's shameless. And it's right there in front of your face and you're just not even supposed to notice. They literally had the exact same thing that happened on January 6th at the Tennessee Capitol. Yeah. Shaman to boot. And they're not calling it an insurrection. They're like, look at these righteous gun control activists storming the Capitol. And of course, I understand there were some trans activists that are part of that. So that doesn't yeah. uh, fit the identity politic boxes uh, the way the left likes to report it. Because you're right. This is just as much on a state level, an insurrection, as was what happened on January 6, 2021. But of course, it's not being uh, reported as an insurrection because these are ultra lefty loonies that are uh, conducting this. L look at this. I mean, and you know what the difference is, Sheila? It's kind of funny. You see the state troopers there um, making basically a human dam, whereas what we've seen from January 6 was law enforcement welcoming in uh, demonstrators to the Capitol building. So uh, fancy yeah. that. Yeah, isn't that weird? Um, David, I'm just going to spring something on you. Um, sure. And I just sprung it on Olivia, too. Um, did I, I was away yesterday and the day before I was traveling, shooting on our documentary. Um, and I'm wondering if we talked about Dylan Mulvaney becoming the face of Bud Light Beer. Oh, you know what? Um, I was on a stakeout. I can't give any more details with that. With Lincoln, it lasted almost 12 hours. So as you can imagine, we get bored uh, <laughs> as we're yeah. staking out a certain person. And um, Lincoln showed this to me. Um, well, all I can say, Sheila, is this is a fake woman uh, advertising a fake beer, Bud Light. I don't, I don't even not hate Bud Light. Like it would be my second choice uh, or third. I think it would probably be my third choice, but like read the room, Bud Light. Yes. Um, Efron tells me we have a clip. I yep. just so, sort of saw the whole fiasco out of the corner of my eye. And I thought maybe we should touch on this, this blue collar beer going full woke. Anyway, let's, let's watch this with Hi. together. Impressive carrying skills, right? I got some Bud Lights for us. So I kept hearing about this thing called March Madness, and I thought we were all just having a hectic month, but it turns out it has something to do with sports. And I'm not sure exactly which sport, but either way, it's a cause to celebrate. 
This month I celebrated my day 365 of womanhood and Bud Light sent me possibly the best gift ever, a can with my face on it. Check out my Instagram story to see how you can enjoy March Madness with Bud Light and maybe win some money too. Love ya. Cheers. Go team. Whatever team you love, I love too. Okay. Love ya. Okay. Break a leg. Woo. Sheila, my immediate reaction is nice cans, but would that be considered sexist? <laughs> That's a dude. There are no cans there. Um, <laughs> just, you know, the mockery this gargoyle makes of womanhood makes me so furious. And I don't like to get mad at this stuff. I like to be good natured about it and just sort of poke fun at it. And I am, I will. Um, but there are women who know about March Madness. Um, why couldn't you find one of them, like an actual woman who knows about sports, um, who would talk about March Madness? Instead, they find this absolute mockery of who and what women are, who doesn't know anything, and then just Bud Light jumps on the bandwagon with everybody else, including the tampon companies. I just have no idea why we are being forced to suffer through Dylan Mulvaney. And again, read the room, Bud Light. You are the beer of blue collar people who don't want to get drunk too fast. Like NASCAR, rodeo, that's who you are. You're yeah. not Dylan Mulvaney. Just be who you are, Bud Light. This isn't it. You're so right, Sheila. And, you know, I got to tell you uh, in a perverse way, the Canadian arm of Bud Light uh, beat the U.S. parent to the punch because right. you might remember last year, um, Pride can. Canadian Bud Light cans with all the gender pronouns on the cans. I've, I I bought one to keep away uh, in a, in safekeeping. I'm never going to open it or drink it or anything like that. I, I'm hoping one decade the pendulum will s swing back to normalcy so that men are men and women are women. But uh, I'm keeping it to show uh, descendants. This is the insanity we went through. And you might recall we had that video where we went to London, Ontario, the headquarters of Labatt, which brews Bud Light under license. There there I am. I'm trying. They locked the gate on me. <laughs> I'm having a conversation with a security guard. I've got and I'm just saying. What do these gender identities mean? What's a Z? What's a Zer? What's a V? What's a Veer? Um, and nobody had any idea. And this is where they brew the bloody stuff. So, um, you know, it, it just shows you the extent of virtue signaling when you print pronouns on a can and even the company that prints those pronouns on the can has no idea what the hell they mean. And are we to believe that Dylan Mulvaney actually drinks Bud Light? Are we to believe that Dylan Mulvaney drinks Bud Light? That he just goes and gets a sixer after a long day of making TikToks that annoy the daylights out of women like me? I don't think so. I also wonder if the normal gay community gets sick of the constant pandering. Like, do oh. you ever get sick of corporations just putting a rainbow on things and saying, we're your buddies now? Yeah. Buy your beer from us. Do you ever get sick of that? Because I feel like I would. Well, Sheila, um, the answer to your question is yes. Many members of the gay community want nothing to do with this. Look at that organization, LGB without the T. 
And yeah. of course, gays against groomers. And but it is infiltrating every part of our life. I mean, last night was so-called Pride Night with the Toronto Maple Leafs. And what a fiasco. Because what happened, Sheila, is that and I'm getting this through sources, you know, close to MLSE, which is the owner of the team, Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment. They were supposed to wear pride jerseys uh, in the warm-up, much like most of the other NHL uh, teams have done. I think a few teams have opted not to do this, uh, you know, uh, wokeism exercise. And then what I think is they reverse that to say that, no, in the warm-up, we're going to wear pride T-shirts. But the thing is, Sheila, the T-shirts are under the equipment and the jersey. So nobody knows that you're wear the players are wearing pride T-shirts. So in other words, MLSE is saying, yeah, we're all about pride night, but uh, hey, pride, stay in the closet. And I think the real reason that's driving this is their star goalie, Samsonov, is a Russian and he's Russian he, Orthodox. Yes. And he yeah. said he's not doing this because it's illegal in Russia to promote LGBT. Uh, it's also stuff. against his religion. It's also against his religion, just like all the Mennonite players said, no, like we don't care how you live your life, but just leave us alone. It, exactly. Um, and what so what you had happen was this last minute reversal, because the last thing any sports team wants, Sheila, heading into the playoffs is what coaches call distractions. And if Samsonov yeah. comes out onto the ice without a pride jersey on, every kooky left-wing sports writer in Toronto and abroad, and they're all left-wing, even on uh, right-of-center yeah. newspapers, they're going to crucify this guy for not wearing those rainbow stripes. So that was the idea to cover up the T-shirts. And I doubt he wore the T-shirt either, by the way. So... Yeah. And to sort of make amends, they put a little Pride Toronto Maple Leafs logo on the helmet right under the TikTok logo because, you yeah. know, the Leafs love promoting uh, Chinese-made uh, spy tech. And uh, they had a drag queen show. And again, hockey is supposed to be a family-friendly event. Would MLSE ever consider bringing female strippers into the arena and have them you know, shake their booties and other parts of their body? I don't think so. But again, if it's trans, it's good. If it's good, it's trans. That is the slogan that we are operating under. When I consider so many people in that movement, I'm sorry to say this, Sheila, they're mentally ill. They need help. And they're less than a percent of a percent of a percent of the population. And here we are in 2023. Oh boy, is that trans tail ever wagging the dog? Well, and like, let's even just take uh, the tangibles out of this. Like, let's take trans out of this, even though I, I'm not sure that you can. Let's just look at this as a political movement. Why should somebody have to put an NDP lawn sign on their body to play hockey? I've seen the argument that, you know, this is a uniform. And if you have a job, you have to wear a uniform. Yes, that's true. But if I have a job at a bar and the bar requires me to wear a uniform, then one day the bar says to me, put on this Rachel Notley t-shirt as a term of your employment, that's a little bit different, but that's what they're doing to these hockey players. And, and whether or not they have to openly wear the pride jersey, or if it's just a pride base layer, if you are a person wherein wearing this 
violates their conscience, then I don't think it actually matters, right? Like it doesn't matter whether it's outward or inward. If you're doing something that requires me to violate my conscience, whether or not the world knows or I know it between me and God, we both know. And you did that to me. So whether or not they switched it up to make it a less a visible base layer, it really doesn't matter to the person they're doing it to. You know, it's funny, Shirley, you mentioned uh, dress codes and the trans agenda. And here we are in Ontario at the Halton District School Board. We have Busty Lemieux now being paid to stay at home, uh, even though they've been told by renowned lawyers that you have the right, even in a unionized environment, to demand that the staff uh, adhere to a dress code. And they're so scared to death of being called transphobic um, that, and, and by the way, the last news item I saw of Lebu, he's saying he's not trans, he's intersex, intersex, oh, and um, those prosthetic breasts are evidently real. He started developing at age 39. He's got a condition uh, that is very rare. It's so rare is that it, it only contagious? affects- I wouldn't mind catching it at this point in my life. <laughs> 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 so, so again, in terms of the theme of if it's good, it's trans. If it's trans, it's good. Here's a school board that can implement a dress code on this lunatic. Uh, here's a, 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 a school board that demands a dress code of the students, even has a Halloween costume dress code, but it won't step on that third rail. And it's all imaginary, Sheila, because... People in the trans community say, we want no part of this. The, even they smell a rat when it comes to that. But um, I like- Where are the, Where's the shop teacher community saying, I don't want any part of this either. We're hearing from the trans people saying, no, 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 thank you. Where's the shop teachers who are saying like, this is a terrible, terrible workplace disaster oh. waiting for a place to happen. Uh, Sheila, as I've often said, forget about the Ministry of Education here in Ontario. Where's the Ministry of Labor? I'm looking at that photo. There's probably at least four shop violations going on. Uh, the loose hair, not done up in a, a hairnet, long sleeves, jewelry, those pendulous breasts. Look how close they are to that <laughs> saw. Is that not an accident waiting to happen? I mean, you know, oh, and, and if we take his oh, word for God. it that they're real, uh, that's a bloodbath, I would yeah. I would say. Um, but, you know, I like what P.K. Subin, the recently retired NHLer, has to say. He, you know, denounced the NHL for forcing players to become activists. Why not just let them play hockey? And you know what, Sheila? Thank God P.K. Subin is a black man, because if it was a white athlete saying that, what do you want to bet the whole white supremacy argument is going to come rushing to the fore uh, to denounce that particular player? But overall, I used to tune into sports. I used yeah. to tune into Hollywood movies for escapism. Now I get this trans crap and other virtue signaling shoved down my throat no matter where I look. And to your point about Bud Light, know your audience. You guys are yeah. losing people. You are losing eyeballs because we're not buying what you're selling. Yeah, you know, David, you, uh, oh God, here's more Dylan Mulvaney drinking Bud Light. This is enough to make you switch <laughs> brands, isn't it? Um, but yeah, like you go to movies uh, and watch sports. I drink for escapism. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I really don't. But uh Efron, if you, I know you want to go to an ad break, but let's go to that other beer brand that has come out with their, um, 
you know, they're pandering trans agenda. It's uh, in the general chat on Slack. I stuck it in there the, uh, late last night. Another beer brand. Another beer brand is doing this, David. Oh. Yeah. You know, it's not enough for, I mean, they had to outdo Bud Light though, right? Like Bud Light got Dylan Mulvaney, the hottest trans star of the moment, a uh, one year of being a girl. Congratulations. Wow. Um, but um, there's another beer brand. I don't know. Efron, did you find it? <laughs> what do they call it? What do they call that uh, app? Uh, Photoshop? Is it, That's not a real Molson export can, is it? No. <laughs> no. Because <laughs> you know what? I'm buying that can. That goes into the collection uh, of how insane. I want you on the can. <laughs> I want like a special brew. We need a micro brewer who's willing to put you in that costume on the can. Unbelievable. Reach out. Well, you know what, Sheila? We're overdue for our first ad break, so let's um, uh, take a look at this ad, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about transanity after the break. Great. My mug? I know. It's pretty cool. So is this hoodie I got on, and you could have it on too if you check out our special website at rebelnewstore.com. That's where you can see Freedom Focus hoodies that we have for you, beanies, cell phone cases, you name it, all while supporting our journalism where we fight to bring you the other side of the story as opposed to, you know, being forced by the Trudeau government to fund leftist media out of your taxes. The truth is, without you and your generosity, there is no rebel news. So again, if you like the reports that we bring you and that we also fight for freedoms in Canada, please consider doing some shopping, picking up some swag at rebelnewsstore.com. We appreciate your support. If you want to look good and shine like me, you can do so at our store. Go to ribbonnewstore.com. On this website, you have so much different style to wear as this one, my favorite one, Justin Castro. With my code Alexa10, you will have 10% off on your next purchase. So don't hesitate. Go now and look so good like me. Well, uh, Sheila, David, as I said, sorry, before, before oh, we me? move on, before we move on, Efron whispers in my ear, uh, kind of aggressively, actually, that we need to make sure we've we've talked for half an hour. We've touched on absolutely nothing in the YouTube headlines. And that's how Sheila gets angry emails from the viewers. So let's make sure that we get to the things that are on the list. So NDP's drag protest ban, Trudeau's anti-conservative rant and Trump, of course, responding to his 30 indictments. We are simpatico there, Sheila. So Perfect. let's start with this video clip. It's Ontario NDP MPP, oh. Kristen Wong Tam, they, them. Um, she basically, uh, well, she wants to take a page from the uh, mayor of Calgary and ban any kind of um, drag queen uh, demonstrations, I believe, uh, within 100 meters. Fancy that. Let's check out this clip. This new legislation on Ontario is designed to keep the 2S LGBT community safe. <laughs> drag artists, their audiences, the business and the facilities that host those drag performances have been put at risk. And unless we put forward a strategy to protect them, Ontario's social, economic and cultural richness is under attack. We have to protect that. The proposed legislation does two things and I will go through them. 
Firstly, it enables the Attorney General to create a 2S LGBTQI plus community safety zone to prohibit within 100 meters of the property any homophobic, transphobic act of intimidation, threat, offensive threats, offensive remarks, protest, disturbance, and distribution of hate propaganda within the meaning of the uh, criminal code. It also comes with it a penalty of $25,000 if prosecuted successfully. Secondly, the Act creates an Ontario 2S LGBTQI plus safety advisory committee to provide recommendations to the provincial government on how to improve safety for our community and to prevent further hate. We need to be able to have the government publish an annual report and an update on the progress of this work. It is that critically important. Our community is scared, but we're not going to take it lying down. We're going to stand up and rise up where we can to fight back as we have to. Everything is on the line and we need government action to be much more visible, much louder. Doing nothing, saying nothing is simply not good enough. This private member's bill is supported by many prominent drag artists, not just in Canada, but I suspect that it will be supported by drag artists and the LGBT community around the world in short order. Well, Sheila, as Count Floyd used to say, whatever you do, kids, don't forget your 3D glasses. <laughs> you know, when I saw that video clip, I thought it was a trailer for the Adams Family, the next generation, Sheila. But yet again, the left, which used to champion free speech, are becoming censorious thugs. Uh, you can't say anything that offends their sensibilities. Unbelievable. My biggest fear, Sheila Gunn-Reed, even though private members' bills are typically doomed uh, to never be enacted into law, uh, Premier Cherry Cheesecake might take a liking to this one and pick it up himself. Your thoughts? What in the sweet Hogwarts hell are we looking at? <laughs> There's some kind of warlock or something on that side. Like, I, I get it in my head sometimes that I'm like, the devil's behind all of this, and then they show up looking like the devil is behind all of this. <laughs> It's not good for me when these people are a little too on the nose for me. Oh. Look, see, there's some sort of kind of warlock there and then a witch on the end. And for some reason, we have this poor stunned child standing there horrifically beside Kristen Wong. Like, could you imagine? Look, everybody's sort of slightly crazy, including the mask wearers. And then there's this poor little girl just standing there. Oh, oh Sort whoa, of whoa, whoa. not knowing what to do. Sheila, wait a minute. You're making a lot of assumptions. You, you called her a girl, a child. Yeah. Uh, she might identify as a adult male. Isn't that Who how it knows? goes? <laughs> Who even knows? And like, imagine thinking that somebody disagreeing with you within, uh, you know, 300 feet is some sort of hate crime committed against you. If the government is creating legislation so that people disagree, who disagree with you can face a $25,000 fine, you are the privileged class. You're the privileged class. If hockey players are being forced to wear the symbols of your ideology yeah. or they'll lose their job, get canceled, whatever, get fined, run out of the league, you're the privileged class. They have so much power. And now this legislation, where was Kristen Wong Tam when churches were burning? Did she say, um, you know, like maybe we need to bring in legislation to ensure the safety of Catholic churches that were burning 
in the wake of Justin Trudeau's lies about the church. She never said anything. And that was real violence. People could have died. A, a lot of rectories are inside the churches, by the way, where the priests live. Um, not always. It's less common now, now than it was. But she was never once concerned for the safety of parishioners, a clergy, none of that. But if somebody disagrees with a drag queen, king, warlock, whatever the hell I looked at, that's a crime yeah. punishable by a $25,000 censorship fine. You know what, Wong Tam, bring it. Let's dance, sister. We're going to do the same thing that we will do for the people in Ontario as we promised to do to the people in Calgary when they get these censorship tickets. You want to yeah. you want to dance? Let's go. And, and you know, Sheila, you're 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 right on the the target there about the churches going back to the summer of 2021. That was easily the most underreported, overlooked story in Canada. The 60 plus churches. Um, that didn't have their feelings hurt, but were vandalized, were set on fire and burnt to the ground. That's real crime, real existing crimes that are in the criminal code. And how many people face justice on that? That's a big nothing burger. And we should get to, because it looks like Ontario might be heading the way of Calgary. And we see what's happening in Calgary under that kooky mayor. And uh, well, unbelievable, uh, Pastor Reimer, arrested again for allegedly breaching a long list of bail conditions uh, stemming from his protest of a children's drag queen story hour. But I remain unclear, as does the pastor, Sheila, what condition he broke. Well, and once again, if you can go to jail for protesting the use of government facilities, yep. the people that you're going to jail for Pro, or the people who you protested against, they don't need protection. They're the privileged class. If disagreeing with them can send you to jail. I'm so sick of this. Uh, that when they when you hear people like Kristen Wong Tam say this is a marginalized community, no, they're very, very, very powerful. Very oh. powerful. Anyways, yeah. let's uh let's roll this clip of Pastor Derek getting arrested once again for being disagreeable in Mayor Jody Gondek's. Calgary. So this is Derek Reimer. I got arrested again, and this is outrageous. I am like nearly a kilometer away from the Genesis Center, just preaching, making people aware of what's taking place there, the pervert grooming hour. Cops Club, you can already see in the video, they arrest me. They're not telling me even what I'm arrested for or what the warrants were for. Then they eventually looked it up and told me when we got to Spot Hill, right by the Remand Center in the Northwest Calgary. And they say that there's a warrant out and eight additional charges. I'm not aware of this. They said that I attended some event, which I didn't. They said that I contacted one of the eight people in my conditions, which I don't even know who they are. I didn't contact anybody. So this is outrageous. This is frustrating. I'm sitting here in jail again. And uh, I didn't do anything. So I just wanted to give you guys an update to what's going on. Please uh, keep praying for me. Um, please donate to Rebel News. I appreciate you know, Ben and my lawyers for doing a fantastic job, not just anticipating a quick release, but we don't know if he's maniac right now. Maybe they'll hold me in this place for months or two, but uh, stay tuned to see what happens next. 
Well, Sheila, the Calgary Police Service is steadily becoming the worst police service in our great dominion. And given that the current title holder is the Montreal Police Service, the worst of the worst, that's saying something. But in our colleague, uh, Angelica Toy, um, she said that the, the one of the bail conditions, I think he has to remain 100 meters away uh, from a drag queen performance. But the pastor says he was a kilometer away. I'm doing my, the new math. I think that's um, 10 times 100 meters. Uh, so what was the crime here? I don't know. And the thing is, Derek's got a lawyer. He's got warrants. Talk to his lawyer. Uh, let him know. Derek obviously didn't even know that there were uh, more warrants out, more arrest warrants for him, that he had breached his conditions. They know he's got a lawyer. Have the Crown call his lawyer and sort this stuff out instead of these bizarre high-risk takedowns on the street for some reason. He'd probably turn himself in, sort this stuff out. But no, they. Uh, this is what they do. This is what they did to Art, too. Like, Art's never been accused of violence. They like, take him down in the street like he's El Chapo for some reason. Yep. This is so unnecessary. It's intimidation. I don't know what... Well, I do know why they're doing it. And here's the problem. This ripples through the police force and it causes problems with morale. Yep. The good cops begin to hate it there. Yep. And then the good cops leave, leaving only these guys left behind. And that's the real problem. Our institutions are in for a real catastrophe um, in probably the next three to five years where all the good people have been purged because they were expected to do terrible things. They didn't subscribe to wokeism or they were purged because of vaccine mandates, because they were actually resistant to peer pressure. Those are the kind of people you want in management, by the way. Um, but all those people are gone, leaving behind the worst to the worst. And it's going to be a catastrophe for Canadian society. You're 100 percent right, Sheila. If you talk to law enforcement experts, they will tell you when it comes to a good police department and a bad one, it's all about the culture. And like you yeah. said, when those who want no part of this politicization of making arrests to, to pastors, when they leave and all you've got left are the ones that are gung-ho to do this, you know, um, you have a culture taking root that is almost impossible to change. In fact, the only way to change it is to go in and fire the worst of the worst and bring in new recruits to get it back on the route. That, that, that's all that you have left. And as far as I'm concerned, um, I'm sure there are good cops on the, the Calgary service, but we see time and time again, uh, these guys acting like a uh, new version of the Gestapo. It's despicable. You know, we, we see the good cops out on the street all the time. Uh, when you're walking around with the Rebel News mic flash, they'll just say, hey, and thank us for our work or whatever. But yep. They, they can't speak out. They can't. I nope. mean, and uh, frankly, I know some people say, well, they should speak out. I don't want them to. I want them to quietly grind away and do the right thing um, because someone good has to be in those departments because the bad will take over if not. Incredible. And um, well, uh, here's another outrageous story. What was happening at the Ottawa school uh, school board? Uh, the OCDSB, I'm not sure what all, I think the O is for Ottawa, the SB all is for- Carleton District School Board. Carleton. Oh, oh, yeah. look at that. And they've got the, um, uh, the trans community is out with the new 
pride progress flag with the, you see, uh, why don't we run a bit of the video and people can see what I'm talking about because you can see, I thought the rainbow flag, it was LGBT, et cetera, it included trans, uh, but no, the, the trans community has to have their um, colors, their separate colors as part of the rainbow flag. So I guess it's now LGBTT. Oh, I'm getting so confused. And now they got the one with the little circle in it, which I just learned last week stands for intersex. Pretty soon this <laughs> the, no this more. flag is going to no look more. like the surface of the moon. David, I got it's home gonna... at 2 a.m. for my flight. I can't, I, I'm not in the right headspace to deal with this stuff. Let's watch this. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, so that's at that's at the Ottawa Carleton District School Board where um what's her face? Nilly Worth. No, Nilly Kaplan Worth. Uh she is uh, a trustee there and she shut down a parent who was worried about boys in the girls' washroom. She accused him of transphobia and then sent said, cut him off on the mic. Um, because apparently it's illegal for parents to ask what the school's doing at the school board meeting. Where the heck else are you supposed to do it? So the parents started two uh, separate petitions on um, change.org. She had she complained, whined, cry bullied, had them both pulled down. And then uh, so we started a petition at firenilly.com, which has uh, more signatures than she got in the election to school board. Um, and so now... Because of the censorship on the school board, all hell has broken loose down at these school board meetings. So you have the childless, blue-haired, crazy people show up to tell the parents how their kids should be educated and under which ideology somebody else's children should be educated. Look, if you want to infect your kid with your political ideology, might I suggest what I did? Have three of your own. Um and teach them however you want. Um, but these are parents who are going to the school board who are concerned about what's happening at the school. And these politicians like Nilly Kaplan Worth, they don't care. They, sorry, Nilly Kaplan Mirth. She doesn't care. She thinks that um, questioning her and holding to her to account is something that the people who voted for her in some instances should not be allowed to do. She should just sit back, make decisions for other people's kids, rake in a taxpayer-funded salary, and never hear from the people who pay it. And you know what the sad thing is, Sheila? There's more of Look us- at this. By the way, this is her in a Zoom interview, wearing a mask, sitting alone in her office, if you want to know what sort of uh, frame of mind that woman's in. Yeah, that makes her right off of my book, right off the bat. Um, but- there are more of us, and by us, I mean normal people, parents, when it comes to a school board, than of them. And by that, I mean the lunatic fringe uh, chanting and sometimes throwing their fists around because, as we saw with Billboard yeah. Chris, uh, certain police forces are not going to lay charges against uh, transgendered individuals. It's not about, 
equal rights. It's about extra special rights. But the thing is, Sheila, I come up to some parents uh, who are silent protesters uh, at these uh, school board meetings, and I say, hey, would you like to come on camera? And they go, Dave, I'd love to. I love Rebel News. I love what you stand for. But I have a business. And yep. if the rainbow people uh, get me identified, true. they're going to dox me. They're going to start a boycott. I can't afford to go out of business. That is the censorious climate in which we live. We are bending the knee to the lunatic fringe, to the mob, Sheila. And again, I am just praying for the day the pendulum swings back. Well, but this goes to my point from earlier. Is that they keep telling me they are marginalized, they have yeah. a disproportionate lack of power, and simply disagreeing with them can ruin your entire life. Yep. Um, they're very, very, very powerful, and they have the ear of the people who can ruin your life. Um, we should, and that's a report from Alexa Lavoie. Um, there's more to that report. It's coming out later. If you want to sign the petition, um, it's at Fire Nilly. Dot com. Um, let's keep that going. She cannot cancel my petition like she did to change.org. What is she going to do? Complain to me about me <laughs> and have me take down my petition? I wouldn't put it past no her. Way. Is Let it her try. Or is it a they, them, a Zizer, a Vivar, uh, et cetera? I, I, I don't I, care. I, I know one of the gravest crimes in our dominion these days is uh, using the wrong pronouns or misgendering people, Sheila. So I'm just trying to play along with their game. Those bull those pronouns are bully and bullier. That's yeah. who he is, she is, whatever. I don't care. Um, parents, whatever, wherever you stand on whatever the parent is talking about here, boys in the girls' washroom, whatever, none of that really matters. Parents have a right to go to the school board and express their concerns about what is happening in the school to the elected officials, the school board trustees. That's it. Full stop doesn't matter the issue. And Nilly Kaplan Mirth does not get to silence her critics. Uh, she can try. She's tried to do it twice. Uh, Change.org bent the knee to the cry of bully, but we're not going to do that here at Rebel News. We're giving parents a voice. 100%. And, you know, Sheila, are there any normal school boards left in Ontario? I mean, whether I mean, it's. You tell me. Ottawa Carleton, <laughs> Halton District School Board, Durham District School Board, uh, the Toronto District School Board, um, you know, even in York Region, the York District Catholic School Board, um, which I reported right. on last week, uh, militant uh, teachers uh, decided they were going to pepper Catholic school uh, schools, that is, with the Pride Progress flag. That's supposed to represent a safe space. Um, but they never got permission from the board, so which is part of the protocol, and the board won't tell them to take it down uh, because they might come across as transphobic, even though they never got approval. This is against Catholic doctrine. This is against science. But because it's the rainbow people, anything goes. I'm going to be a critic of my own church here right now um, because I know what Cardinal Tom Collins has said about... Uh, the pride flag. He said, there is one symbol of inclusion for our Catholics. It's the cross or the crucifix for us. Um, and so that is the directive giving, given to these schools. But I also know that the local parishes are attached to the schools. And so where is your local parish priest saying, whoa, congregation, whoa, my flock, 
the we the directive is from uh, Cardinal Collins that the cross is the inclusive symbol, the anti-bullying symbol that represents all of us. Um, where are they? You hear almost nothing from the local parish priests. And it really bothers me as a Catholic, um, their sound of silence. It really does. Yeah. I don't like it whatsoever. That They need to be leaders. Um, I, I was talking to a pastor over the weekend, and he said, it's like trying to protect your flock while hiding up a tree from the wolf. You get down there and you protect your flock, and you get down there with the wolf to protect them. And so often the pastors are up a tree. And uh, it's time to come down and do the right thing. 100%, Sheila. And we should move on. Uh, shall we talk about the latest on blackface? Uh, yeah, Justin Trudeau losing his mind <laughs> at uh, the Eurasia Group event that he spoke at. Eurasia Group, by the way, uh, the employer of his good friend, Gerald Butts. Um, and after Gerald Butts went there, Eurasia Group got a few sole source contracts that I reported on. And um, you know, they had contracts under the previous Harper government. But um pretty sure Stephen Harper's best friend didn't work there um, when Eurasia Group was getting sole source contracts. But anyways, Justin Trudeau goes there and he goes off script as he tends to do and says some crazy, stupid things again, as he tends to do. Let's hear him. This matters because some of the same political forces that let that happen are now seeking to take advantage of people's economic pain. They're turning people towards anger populism, isolationism, and protectionism. They're sharing conspiracy theories. They're sowing distrust in institutions. They offer no solutions, no alternatives. But they do effectively amplify the very real anxiety that people are feeling. It's a dangerous approach that will impact not just you in this room, but people in communities big and small right across this continent. In 2015, when we came to office, our government saw these issues. Oh. And we decided to take a different approach. One that has been centered on investing in people, in the middle class, and in people working hard to join it. One that was about creating a future where people could see opportunities for themselves, their kids, and their communities. We understood that a strong middle class made the whole economy stronger. We not only had a plan to make sure more people get their fair share of the economic pie, we created the plan to grow a bigger pie. Sheila, I, I can't... <laughs> Yeah, I, I thought he was going to break into a um, the Richard Harris song, MacArthur Park. You know, it, it took so long to bake it. And, and, and said, but wait a second. That, the most outrageous thing he said in that rambling idiocy was when Blackface said his enemies are taking advantage of people's economic pain. This government is responsible yeah, <laughs> for the economic pain. Uh, case in point, what happened just four days ago, the carbon tax going up yet again. Uh, this is outrageous. Yeah, but by the way, if anybody listens to him with earbuds in, it feels like the inside of your ears being licked by some <laughs> weirdo. Like it just, 
so gross. Please, I um, scare easy. <laughs> but yeah, he's the guy who inflicted all the economic pain. And so when the conservatives try to say, we're going to offer something different than the constant economic pain that the liberals are giving you and the hikes and the carbon tax and the inflationary pressures, uh, that's weaponizing people's economic pain. No, it's offering them an alternative and a solution, which is what you're supposed to do when you were in opposition. But he's so used to dealing with the NDP, who are the liberal lapdogs, that he's sort of put off by somebody who opposes him in a different political party. Unbelievable. And I think, do we have another video of... Um blackface going on a uh, anti-conservative rant, I believe. That was it. Oh, that was it. oh okay then. I had two. Uh, uh, no, sorry. Your um, super producer Efren is right. Uh, I thought we had two videos about the conservative rant, but uh, we have something about Roxham Road, which of course is supposed to be closed uh, mm -hmm. to illegal aliens. Uh, let's see what blackface had to say about this. You, you said in French, uh, Canada continues to be an opening, um, open and welcoming country, but that we're favoring or we favor people and privilege people who come in an, in a regular way. Uh, what do you mean by, by, by this, by favor? Oh, one of the great strengths that Canada has is that we can continue to be a place that is positive about immigration. People around this country understand uh, that welcoming people to our communities grows our economy, uh, adds depth and richness uh, to our lives, uh, and builds a stronger future for us all. But a big part of that is predicated on people having confidence that we have a strong immigration system, that it's rigorously applied, uh, that it actually is fair and responsible. And that's why we're continuing to move forward. We will continue to do more and more to welcome in people from around the world but we're going to make sure that it's done in the right ways appropriately so people aren't putting themselves at risk uh, by trying to cross borders illegally, uh, where they're not uh, you know, giving money to criminals to help them come to a different country, but we're taking in people in a, in a way that maximizes their chances of success. Uh, Sheila, here's what I don't get. The way the international disgrace that is Roxham Road was created was via blackface putting out that infamous tweet yeah. some six years In ago, 2017, hashtag yeah. welcome to Canada. So now that it is closed, why doesn't Blackface put out another tweet saying, Roxham Road is closed. Do not waste your time coming all the way to Roxham Road because the border is not a sieve anymore. Why doesn't he say that? He, he put out that welcome to Canada hashtag tweet because he just wanted to... Um, uh, you know, for political reasons, he wanted to humiliate uh, President Trump. But now that Roxham Road is closed, now that there's a regime change in Washington, why doesn't he say, hey, don't come anymore? But he won't, will he? No, and it's it's really some it's like an arsonist that works for the fire department, right? Like the fire and then come in and then put it out and pat yourself on the back because you're a hero. That's literally what Justin Trudeau did. He sends out this tweet in 2017, which collapses the immigration system in on itself like a dying star, causes a flood at the borders. And instead of dealing with it for six years, he did nothing. All he did was throw money at the problem, put people up in hotels, invite them in, offer them an immigration hearing years down the road. Um, 
and bring in infrastructure to support the illegal border crossers at Roxham Road, bringing in police infrastructure and processing infrastructure instead of literally putting up a fence and sending a tweet that said, turn around, go back. This is not the way to do it. Now he claims to have fixed it and he's going to do more and more and more to fix it. He let it go on for six years and didn't do a damn thing about it. And now he wants a pat on the back for fixing the problem he created over I'm, half a decade later. This is outrageous. And, and the last year is the most outrageous part of this timeline, Sheila, because we're learning there was an agreement to fix the so-called loophole at Roxham Road, but we had to wait almost a year for Biden to get into Ottawa for the photo op uh, before yeah. officially implementing it. What a disgrace. That's There's your selfie prime minister in action. There's blackface. That's the way he does business, folks. It's all about him, all about the optics. And uh, frankly, when you saw what last year was it 40,000 uh, migrants coming into Roxham Road uh, alone, that is not a sustainable immigration policy. I'm not against immigration, but it's got to be done lawfully. You can't come up to a border, walk across the street, and have the Mounties turn into bellhops and welcome you into the nation. It doesn't work that way. And it makes a mockery of all those immigrants that are legally immigrating to Canada. They're getting in line. They're paying thousands and thousands of dollars in immigration lawyer fees. They're, turns out they're suckers. All you had to do was go to Plattsburgh, New York, and welcome to Canada. Well, and uh, what I like was uh, when Lincoln went and he was he went up to Roxham Road and he tried to cross the border as a Canadian citizen. And they're like, no, actually, you have you have to go to the land border crossing, the legal land border crossing. <laughs> these these people get to come in here. Um, but I also know through order paper questions and access to information that while Justin Trudeau claims now that he's against human trafficking and people paying uh others to traffic them to the border. I also know that they've had zero communication with New York State about dealing with this issue. They've had zero communications with uh, Eric Adams, the mayor of New York, who is what they call re-ticketing, just buying tickets to get the migrants out of his city, even though he's a sanctuary city and invited them there. Um, he's buying them tickets to send them up to Roxham Road. They've had zero communications with the Americans on that issue and on the human trafficking in upstate New York. So Justin Trudeau can say whatever he wants in a grocery store for some reason. Why does he have so many press conferences in a grocery store, by the way? It seems to be his favorite backdrop. But he can say whatever he wants in those press conferences. We know what they're saying behind the scenes, and it is literally nothing. And, and Sheila... I always say the so-called loophole because the loophole was really never there under the safe no, third party put agreement. Put a fence up. Yeah. Once a, a refugee claimant steps on U.S. soil, that's the end of the race. It, you know, yeah. that is a safe country. Even with Donald Trump in power, I've got news to say. So we never had to accept uh, these illegal aliens in the first place. We could have just built a fence and say, go away because you are already in a safe third-party country, that being the United States of America. What a disgrace. Like, look at all the infrastructure they brought in here yep. when you could have just put up a fence. Yep. Like you could literally could have just put up a fence. They brought in all this additional policing infrastructure. And I forget how many millions of dollars it was. It was in an order paper response from a while ago. But all they had to do was put up a fence. Like just... 
put up a little fence, but they didn't even do that. Um, we should, um, cause it's in the headline and I know Efron's trying to rush us along. He says there's lots of chats and, uh, I was joking when I said Efron was being aggressive, whispering in my ear. He was just trying to keep us on track, which is his job. So um, <laughs> in case anybody misinterpreted that, I was just teasing. Um, but uh, we have that clip of Donald Trump that we never showed earlier when we were talking about him. Mm. It's his response to the indictments. Uh, let's show that clip just so we can check that box on the YouTube description so that I don't get in trouble. Thank you very much, everybody. We have to save our country. God bless you all. God bless you all. And I never thought anything like this could happen in America. Never thought it could happen. The only crime that I have committed is to fearlessly defend our nation from those who seek to destroy it. Yeah. And, you know, Sheila, I watched that speech last night and he went on to say, in case you're thinking this is a partisan issue, this is just Trump supporters, <laughs> MAGA nation. No, Donald Trump even said there are even rhinos. There are even Democrats against this. And maybe Democrats are against it for uh, the wrong reasons, i.e. you're making Donald Trump a folk hero, a martyr by doing this to him. And uh 2024 will be here before you know it. Um, but this is about saving the country. And I don't care where you are in the political spectrum. If we go back to the Trump era, uh, Sheila, look what, look at the state of the world. The world was a lot safer place. And he was not a hawkish president. He was a dove. Uh, energy yeah. independence for America for the first time in 70 years. Uh, record low unemployment rates, especially with minorities and women. Um, no inflation to speak of. America has gone to hell, and, and we're with it because, believe me, blackface is simpatico with Biden. Um, for all of those who are wondering what on earth was going on with Sheila's camera, was she in an earthquake? No, my dog just got home from the groomers and came like <laughs> flying down the stairs, ran into my office, ran through the cords and dragged my tripod. So, um, that was it. It was an appearance from Morgan, the wonder dog. Very excited to show off her new hairdo for some reason. <laughs> Okie doke. We should get to some of these chats before yes. um, my day falls into worse catastrophe. Uh, Annalisa, 1964. Annalisa, good to see you again or hear from you again. Uh, Annalisa is the president of the David Menzies fan club. Um <laughs> Population one. <laughs> no, Annalisa. it's two. I belong to that club too. <laughs> Are you the vice president, treasurer? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want my hands on the money. <laughs> oh God. Well, she gives you twenty bucks anyway. Uh, looking very. Oh God, Annalisa. You know. <laughs> she says, "Looking very sexy today, Menzies wow. and Sheila. Beautiful as always. Well, thank you very much. My black eye from last week is healing up." Quite nicely. Uh, speaking of clothes, I have to say she misses shoulder pads. Oh, yeah. That was a real 80s thing uh, with the big hair and the shoulder pad. Yeah. I think Lady Menzoid might have uh, a remaining relic of that. Uh, were you a fan of the shoulder pads yourself, uh, Sheila? 
I can't wear shoulder pads. I'm very broad across the shoulders for a thin woman. <laughs> and so I just look like a big upside down triangle walking down the street. Like I'm, I'm very like small on the bottom and then I have these big wide shoulders. And then you add to that. And then I have this like little tiny head of <laughs> like round hair. It's just, it's not a good shape for well, me. But thank all. you, Annalisa, for that um, generous donation. Those kind words. Yes. I'm blushing. Yes. Although I bet you say that to all the girls, Rhett Butler. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, I am... <laughs> I am Brooksy. God, I just... I'm looking at all the things I have to reorganize that the dog destroyed. I am Brooksy gives us 10 bucks. Menzoid bingo under the eye for insanity. Um, Sheila, I, I, I'm when it comes to that community, and, um, you know, I'm not saying this is, you know part of insanity, but there are scientific studies that show that a disproportionate amount of people um, suffering from Asperger's and autism get attracted Especially to the trans girls. movement. Of course, if you bring that data out there, you're shouted down as a transphobe, even though it's statistically proven. But um, that's the fact of the matter, I'm sorry to say. Yeah, and especially girls who are on the spectrum, they're often quite frequently shoehorned into uh, transgenderism because they don't interact with the world in the same emotional way as normal girls. And so when these people are saying, well, you know, like we don't believe in the gender binary, well, you're enforcing it actually. Yeah. Because once a girl strays from it, you're like, you know what, mastectomy time. Um, so, uh, you know, they, they say that they believe in diversity of um, you know, your gender expression. But wow. once you get stray just a little bit, they're yeah. ready to medically intervene to make sure that they enforce the gender binary on you. Yeah. And the faster, the better. Yeah. Yeah. yeah before you before you get come out of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Before natural puberty resolves it for you. Uh, cool. Cool beans. 89 gets us five bucks. D.A. Alvin Bragg looks like Alive, Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, Sheila, because uh, Alvin is both black and Jewish, uh, yeah, you guessed it, folks. Uh, if you bring up an argument in support of Trump, there are elements of the left that will call you a um, white supremacist, a racist, and an anti-Semite. That, yeah. That's how they operate. Unbelievable. Yeah. And the same people who call like people like Ben Carson and Uncle Tom. Yeah. You know? gross um they seem to think that like you there's only one way to be if you're a minority and it's their way yep you can't they think that they own you um miss the old days because it's 10 bucks rebel could get into the beer business with menzies big cans tall boys <laughs> yeah i like i like that can we put that in the employee suggestion box sheila super cans <laughs> <laughs> Well, I have to go and get those uh, busty Lemieux breasts and strap them on again. You know how I hate that, Sheila. I always get a backache. I don't think you do hate it. I don't think you do. And I, you said you get a backache, but they give me a headache. Uh, we should at least put like super can beer koozies in the store. I'd buy it for sure. And, and you know what? Whatever, ha you know, that's why if there only was a DeLorean DMC 12 with the optional flux capacitor on the back, Sheila, to set the coordinates to the 80s when you tune into a beer ad and it'd be all these gals in bikinis. And yeah. by that, by gals, I mean real woman, not, you yeah. know, the Bud Light spokesperson. Um, 
And uh, I guess you can't do that anymore. That would be deemed sexist. So let's bring out the transgender spokes thingies. Unbelievable. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm so sick of Dylan Mulvaney. I'm just so sick of him. Spindly little arms and his stupid little face. Um, okay, let's <laughs> Let's keep going. Uh, Spirit Whisperer 2021. 20 bucks. Wow, thanks. Hi, David and Sheila. I'm legally blind. I suppose I could get fined if I hear a female voice and then call them ma'am if they identify as male or a male voice identifying as female and call them sir. I don't know if you can get fined quite yet, um, but uh, don't give these people any ideas. That's for sure. They might. It could be a human rights complaint. You know what? Um, I think Spirit Whisperer is on to a profound legal challenge or a constitutional challenge, because if you are legally blind, if you can't see who you're speaking to, um, surely there has to be forgiveness, if you will, for misgendering someone. I mean, if a guy, you know, if Bert is pretending to be Bertha and speaks in a husky, deep voice, if you can't see the person, how are you supposed to know that? I think this is a, a fascinating wrinkle in the uh, discussion. Uh, then we've got, uh, <laughs> I'm just moving ahead. <laughs> I know Efron wanted us to hurry up. Uh, court Mocker gives us five bucks um, and says, I've been wearing my kangaroo suit in front of the court in Vernon, BC, signs saying jail, Calgary mayor, puberty blockers, child abuse now. I I, I love that. If that's true, please send an image because what a yeah, uh, you did. yeah a kangaroo court. I never th I, I've never seen a protester wearing a kangaroo costume, but oh, there we are. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Now I'm not uh, I'm not an advocate of jailing my political enemies. I don't want to be like the Democrats in the United States. I'd just like to see her unelected. I don't know if she's done anything to require. Um, being jailed, but whatever she's doing in Calgary right now is definitely unconstitutional and should be overturned oh, yeah. as quickly as possible. Alrighty. Uh, Fraser McBurney, fight the fines recidivist from Hamilton, <laughs> Ontario. Uh, actually, a fight the fines victor from Hamilton, Ontario and a regular freedom fighter. Uh, gives us six bucks and says, I'm a businessman and I like to save money. So I claimed a refugee status. I get $80 a day for food and free hotel. That's how to save money. Uh, you're rounding down. It's like twice that. Oh, um, yeah. At least according to the OPQ that I saw, um, I think it's like 80 and 80 and 63 or something like that. So you know what? You are not only are you saving yourself money, you're saving the taxpayer money, comparatively speaking. Oh, and, and don't think you're going to be staying in any kind of a hovel or a dormitorium. Oh, three stars, uh, my like guy. That. <laughs> you know, blackface is now sending thousands to Niagara Falls. And uh, what could go wrong with that, Sheila, with tourist season uh, just about six weeks away? Um, but yeah, you're going to have a view of the falls. You might even have a heart-shaped hot tub. You meet the nicest people in a hot tub, I got to say. But nothing but the best That's for how you our met illegal... Your wife. <laughs> 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 Nothing but the best for our illegal aliens. Unbelievable. <laughs> Lady Menzies. I don't know. I love her, but there's no accounting for her taste in men. Okay. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I, we're all done. Efron, very sorry. 
Okay. <laughs> well, folks, thank you so much uh, for tuning in, especially those who made a financial contribution. It's greatly appreciated. And thank you to Efron working hard behind the boards. And of course, my lovely co-host, Sheila Gunn-Reed. Uh, I'll be back here tomorrow with is it you, Sheila, or is it someone else? Are you? Uh, it's not me. I'm. I'm. I'm on a documentary shoot. There you go. It'll be a mystery guest tomorrow, folks. So, uh, same Rebel time, same Rebel channel. That's one o'clock Eastern. In the meantime, stay safe and stay sane. <laughs>